This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Cawthon. Before I introduce my guests and the topic for today's podcast, I want to let my listening audience know that the Working Woman Radio Show is looking for sponsors for the podcast program. Advertising your business on the show is a great way to build your brand and to support meaningful programming. We have several different sponsorship packages available that can pretty much meet any advertising budget. So if you'd like more information about becoming a sponsor, go to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. Click on the link for sponsorship, uh, download the information, and then give me a call. I will be happy to help you. With that little bit of information uh, given out and taken care of, I want to introduce my guest for today's show. Melissa Faye Green is an award-winning author of six books of nonfiction. Uh, She is a professor of journalism at Agnes Scott College and at the University of Georgia. She's also a contributor to several periodicals, including The Atlantic, The New Yorker, The New York Times, The Washington Post, and Newsweek. She and her husband live in Atlanta and are the parents of nine, four by birth and five by adoption. They are also the grandparents of two. Welcome to the show, Melissa. It is a pleasure to have you here. It is a pleasure to talk to you again, Deanna. It's been a few years. <laughs> yes, it has been. Well, I am thrilled to be able to have this opportunity to pick your brain about all things writing. Uh, and I have a lot of things I want to talk to you about, so I want to jump straight into the uh, our talk. First, I guess um, I'd like you to just share a little bit about how and why you became a writer. Can you just kind of talk to me a little bit about your journey? I think that I became a writer because... My late mother, God bless her, Mm -hmm. uh, she was a very young mother. Uh, I I was born in Macon, Georgia. Mm -hmm. She was young, hadn't seen much of the world. Somewhere along the line, she must have gleaned that you should read to your baby. And she read to me. She just read to me all the way up, all the way up. I have memories of sitting in the bathtub and she sat on the closed toilet nearby reading to me while I was in the bathtub. And I fell in love with words and stories and poems i still have yeah. you know even as i stand here talking to you i'm glancing at my bookshelf yes. where i have some of the the now very tired looking old oh. books that she used to read to me <laughs> and i think i just fell in love with words at such a young age yes. that that i just always i wanted to be a writer and wow. I, I think about it that um uh-huh. e- even at the age when yeah. all my friends either wanted to be ballerinas or yeah. firemen yes. I, I was saying that i wanted to be a writer oh my. yeah that's wonderful. Yeah, I have a similar, it's funny you should say that, because some of my earliest memories are similar to yours. I was a little girl in New York City, that's where I was born and raised, and I remember being in our old home, because we'd moved since then, um, and um, sitting on the sofa, and my mother was in the corner, and it was a little light in the, on the end, end table, and I was sitting hugged up next to her, she had her arm around me, and I couldn't have been more than, I don't know, two or three years old, and just reading, and I've always been remember being read to as well and so those are some of my earliest memories just like you I find that um, to be delightful actually um, in fact I now read mm-hmm. to uh, in my in my first class that mm-hmm. I teach uh, at Agnes Scott yeah 
in the fall, I actually read to them from Do A.A. You? Milne. You're I read kidding. The, the, the dormouse. Oh, the, my God. In the bed of delphiniums blue and geraniums yeah, yeah, red. Yeah. I, and I said, you know, you might remember that from your earliest childhood yes. that words were fun to you. And they should still be fun yeah. to you. It's, it's um, yeah. You want to enjoy writing. Yes. You've got to be able to... It's it's like finding a a stack of Legos again yes. and starting to click them oh, together. You should have so your good. your pleasure from earliest childhood yeah. is in building these things now. Yeah. It you know, if it's, it's not fun. Yeah, go yeah. on a walk or something. Yeah, oh, come back when it's fun. You know? Wow, that's that's fabulous that you mentioned that about um, you that should be something that we're doing with our children from a very early age so that we can build that love of of writing well or of reading um into them because I just had an experience with some. Uh, young family members that we've been um, um, keeping up with, well, watching. Um, they were here in Atlanta um, uh, spending some time with us, and they don't love reading. And that made me very sad, mm. um, very sad. They're young, beautiful girls, just lovely, smart, and talented, but they don't love it. They don't love it. And when they had to read to me, they were embarrassed. They were, uh, they felt shame. And I, that almost brought tears to my eyes. I actually did. Yeah. I had to leave the room. Um, because I've always loved it, so I don't really understand a child that doesn't love reading. So that's an important thing, and I hope people get that from what we're talking about to, uh, today. Now, um, and this next question sort of is a good, um, it, it sort of relates to what you're talking about. What do you love most about being a writer? What do you love about it? Uh, well, I, I, I mean, the two big parts yeah. to nonfiction, I, I love both parts. One is just yeah. the research and thinking about something yes. that maybe you've always wondered about and really? being able to completely dive into it. I'm, I'm, yes. I've been researching and writing a story right now for The mm -hmm. Atlantic, mm -hmm. and I, I, just one morning I was swimming laps this past summer, yeah. and I wondered what I would remember mm -hmm. of lockdown, of COVID, oh. and then I wondered, what will people remember wow. and next thing i knew i was interviewing these memory experts all over oh the country, my god you know? and i got in way too deep oh my god i ended up deep in the neuroscience oh of memory in the, i don't know is it the level of molecules oh like, my goodness like, like fighting for air trying yes. To get back yes, yes 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 but then i found a good guide i yeah. found a, a person who specializes in what they call narrative memory mm -hmm. and i mean it's just Fascinating. Yes. I knew nothing about it before. Yeah. It's another thing I tell mm -hmm. my students, don't, yeah. as you start to cast around for mm -hmm. the story you're going to write this semester, mm -hmm. don't stay close to home. You're oh. not obliged wow. to report only about your own block, your own people, your own kind, your oh. own faith. No. Wow. Go to report about people you wow. don't know anything about, because wow. that's really the fun of it. Yeah, and then yeah. the other half that I love even more yes. is once the research is mostly done, yeah. it's that feeling again, yeah. of getting out a bit a bin of Legos when yes. you're a little kid, yeah. starting to click them together, yes. just clicking the words together yes. to try to I capture love that these too. new things you've <laughs> learned from the research. Yes. So both parts are fun. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I can identify with that um, so much, you know. Um, and, you know, I remember interviewing you back for the AJC, the underdogs, and one of the things you t when you wrote the book, The Underdogs, um, and you talked about all the research that went into, um, you know, uh, understanding how dogs affect, you know, the overall health of these kids. 
um, who have, you know, these neurological or whatever yeah. kind of problems yeah. they had and how much you learned from that. And I just remember being fascinated by the depth that the depths that you went to to get all that information and then to pull it all together into a book. It is such a process. Um, and what's so fun about it, and I know people feel shy and yeah. so my graduate students sometimes have not interviewed people before yeah but the fact is yeah. people love to be interviewed. they do when you, when you, when you <laughs> call me for this yes you, know, you feel flattered you do and you do you talk about seeking out an expert yes or something somewhere yes and you're like oh my yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> that's great um, yes and my uh my oldest daughter Emily uh, samuel is yes. a reporter she's yes. a science and environment reporter yes. for wabe our that's public right radio that's station. right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she was able she has cultivated yes scientists all over the state yeah um in all kinds of specialties you mm -hmm. know she seeks them out she sure. finds them mm -hmm. and often she's the first journalist who's ever found them and wow. these are experts on yeah. water or on, oh yeah yeah all you kinds know, of things yeah whatever whatever yeah. whatever you know right and right. then um and then there was a period, I, I get maybe it was during lockdown, yeah. but at the start of lockdown, she was not, yeah. she had to turn so much of her attention to COVID, yeah. she couldn't cover all of these other I know. issues I of know. biological diversity. And so, and, and, and some of the professors, some of the experts kind of yeah. shyly reached out to her, yes. like, yeah. hi, I'm, I'm, I'm still here, you know, if you need me. Oh, that's yeah, because people do love it. They they yeah. absolutely. And you know what? I discovered that uh, I, I've always been a very curious. I was my mother will tell you. She told this story at my fiftieth birthday party. Um, my daughter has always. She's never known a day without being curious. She's always asked questions. And as oh, a little child, oh, I was yeah. always curious. And so yeah. I think that that naturally led me to journalism. Of course um, it did. It's and the most essential quality. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yes, and so I, I, I find it, even when I'm in the store, my husband and my daughter, my my youngest daughter, my 19-year-old who still lives at home, uh, and my husband said, he's told the story to different ones, says, you know, I can't send my wife into a store and it just be a quick minute because she always finds people and ends up talking to them and asking them about their life story. And so, oh but I'm just, I'm just curious, uh, but listen, that's just how, how, how I'm wired. And so, and you're right, people, when you start asking them about themselves, whether it's a formal interview or whether it's just something impromptu and informal they they want to talk they want to share about themselves um, I never find interviewing as a problem I, I I have more than enough people that want to be interviewed and I love interviewing them so I find that fascinating about journalism now writing newspaper and magazine articles that's one thing Melissa but you've written several books um, when do you know you're ready to write a book and I want to hear from you, but I also want to remind you of something you told me five years ago about writing a book, but I want to hear, I want you to answer that question. When do you know you're ready to write a book? Um, you know, my, my longtime literary agent, mm -hmm. uh, always has a, it, it, it's a sometimes deflating uh -huh. question. You uh -huh. know, you'll go to him with a great idea. Yeah. It's like, what about, what about this David? And, yes. and he often will say, well, Okay, is but is that a book? Yes, you told me that. Yes, you know? <laughs> but I think you can't know until you start really uh, immersing yourself in a subject. A yeah. few of my books started out as articles. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, sometimes the lay of the land is so 
yeah. fast, like like my book, The Temple Bombing. Yes, which that's I true. Ended up exploring the, mm-hmm. the the white supremacist violent right. backlash to the Brown versus Board of Education decision, right. um, and one of the acts of that period was bombing yeah. the Jewish Temple on yeah. Peachtree Street. Yeah. That was there was no way that was going to fit in an article. Not, so, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I think you, maybe you start out mm-hmm. thinking I'll write short. I'll be brief. Sure. And you try. Right. Try. But right. then maybe it's just not possible that's yeah. right that's right so some of it is just that it's just the topic and once you start getting into it you realize this is more than an article yeah yeah this is more so now switching um you know um gears on you for a little bit um on this topic other than writing articles and books what what other opportunities and i know my listeners want to know this what other opportunities are available for women in the field of writing i mean can you speak to that one thing that has uh, happened, not this is not, mm-hmm. it's not something I've been part of because I haven't been part of a newsroom, but yeah. what's happening in newsrooms mm-hmm. uh, is they become multimedia. They yeah. become so, so creative and people coming at a story yes. from so many different directions mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and any given story mm-hmm. you can think of, mm-hmm. uh, there are people writing about it yes there are eyewitnesses mm-hmm. taking photos of it there are right. eyewitnesses taking video of it true there may be data analysts gathering all the information about why this thing happened wow. maybe you know maybe that the lake overflowed its banks sure one, one winter day and it never happened before so you've got yeah. data analysts that, i never thought of that mm-hmm. seasons back 200 years or wow. you know you've got the data visualization specialists yes. that then help you understand mm-hmm. in a graph or in an illustration wow. what's led to this moment wow. um you you're podcasting the yes audio element exactly incredible it's exactly exploded. Oh, it has exploded yes so yes. i would say uh, if you, you mm-hmm. know, feel interested in mm-hmm. the world of journalism, there are so yeah, many there ways are lots now. of avenues. Um, it's not just about polishing your sentences. Right. That happens to be the only thing I'm good at. <laughs> but if I were just starting out now, yeah. I'm fascinated yes, by data yes. analysis yes. and data visualization. Um, and then just, I mean, Dana, you just think of all the technology yeah. that, that it takes for you to produce the podcast. Yeah, it Those does. Seriously yes. valuable skills. It is. Oh, the sun is a composer of music oh, and he wow. composes mm-hmm. scores yes. uh, in part for podcasts. Oh my. He's the composer for podcasts. There's just lots yeah, of ways. So and many. There's so many ways to tell stories. Yeah, now. there and, are. And, yeah. There are and, and and you know, and that's the thing. I, I've told I was discussing this with my husband. I said, you know, whether it's me writing uh, a newspaper article or for, um, you know, for a newspaper or a magazine, whether it's me doing a podcast, whether it's me doing, um, you know, my photos and, you know, captions on social media or whether it's me being uh, um, doing. I, I used to be a professional storyteller uh, and perform all over the state of Georgia at schools and festivals. And, and when I was a single mom, this was before I married my husband. And that's how I made a living for myself and my three children. I performed at everything that there was to perform at and uh, and then in that process I was able to make an album called um, Fabulous Funky Fairy Tales. I basically took several fairy tales and since I'm into music I'm, I've been a vocal artist all my life and so I was able to put the two of those things together and take the rewrite the story, I'm sorry, rewrite the fairy tales into um, rhyme and verse and put melodies to it and whatnot and it ended up getting on the American Library Association best list and New York Times oh, best list 
this was years ago, years ago. But before I even met or married my current husband, and we've been married 20 years. But um, anyway, so I actually earned, I think about that now, and I I can't believe I actually earned a living telling stories at schools and birthday parties and whatnot. And and so I'm going to revisit that. I'm getting ready. I'm doing a new project. Um. Uh, for the I Have a Dream, uh, Martin Luther King stuff, for the uh, and so I'm redoing the uh, the I Have a Dream speech in rhyme and verse, and, put, and basically doing it as a rap, just because when wow. I had my nieces here, they had never heard the speech, they had ne- they didn't know anything about it, um, mm. and I was I was dismayed about that, yeah. um, and I thought you know what this is something that needs to be revisited. Uh, and reframed in a in a language and in a in you know in in a way that they can hear it and receive it, um, and so that's a new project. But anyway, but it just goes to what I asked you about. There are many ways to read to do other than writing articles and books to do to to write and to be involved in literature. Don't like as you. You, you as know, you what, another thing that occurs to me listening mm-hmm. to you is uh, maybe helping to contribute to your community's oral history archives. Oh, that's great. Um, and maybe there's an elderly person on your street. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you'd have to wait till the, mm-hmm. everyone's been vaccinated. Right, But there might be folks that you're aware of yeah. as, yes. you know, leaders in your community, yes. but not known outside the community. Yes, or, yes, or, yes. Or, yes, somehow, I love like, that. foundational I love people that. in your community yeah. that no one's hearing about yeah we haven't if you don't want to write it up just get doing those interviews yeah like, and getting get it getting it recorded you know i think about that with my older relatives many of whom have passed on and neighbors older neighbors and yeah. i remember the stories that my neighbors would tell me they're all gone now uh, but they told me about because uh, i live in decatur um in the belvedere area and i just remember my older neighbors uh, they took me under their wing and they just i was a single mom when i bought this house but they would tell me how the tree what you know which trees oh. were were um planted when that oak tree in your yard such and such planted that and and i i just remember and and it was mr Gurley, uh god rest his soul who told me the difference how to tell the difference between a white oak and a red oak and i mean just things that you really would never know had not it had not been passed down and i treasured those moments and i wished that had i remember them and i could share that in some stories but i wish i had recorded more of that stuff yeah that's that's a great thing that occurs to me Mm -hmm. is um, public radio mm. really relies on volunteers yes. in lots of ways. And um, I've had two of my kids have worked yes. in public radio stations, and both started out as volunteers. Oh, you know, and that's ended a up good word. Hired and moving up the ranks. So oh, I love that. Would like to yeah. just put a toe in the water. Yeah. Might yeah. reach out to your local public radio station. I love that. I love is there, that. Is there a role? Is there something I can help yeah. with? You know, I love yeah. that. I, I may think about doing that myself. I'm looking, I'm always looking for the next thing. So, yeah. um, but, and, and I love public radio. It's been a part of my life for forever and a day. Um, so volunteering there would be a joy. Um, but that's, but, and I think that's a great idea, not just for me, but for, for others who might be listening. Now, you're a writer in residence at Agnes Scott College, and you've taught at other um, higher institutions of learning. Is, I, I want to know this, is writing something that can really be taught, or, or are you just helping people who already have natural abilities? That is, it is such a great question. Hmm. And, I, and I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to the first <laughs> But the answer to the second is probably no. Oh, really? Because I don't think we know what someone's natural abilities oh, are. Wow. I, I think there are people who just yeah. 
may have the talent but yeah. haven't had a chance well, to I express. What, what I tell my students is, you know, it's great if they want to take notes during my lectures. I'm just sharing what I've learned okay. over the years, right. the little yeah. like little tricks of the trade, little yeah. pro tips. Mm -hmm. But I assure them there's not an exam. It's yes. not. It's not like that. Right. I'm trying to just inspire you. It wow. might be that if I tell you yeah. ten mm -hmm. tricks of the trade, there might be one that really captures your attention. It's wow. really more about trying to inspire you. And 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 then secondly, that I want to inspire you not to sound more like. Joan Didion or Tom yes. Wolfe or what yes. you know it's not like that it's right. about inspiring you to find out what you like right. and, and figure out your own taste sure uh, I, I offer them what I always think is just the greatest advice I ever saw in a book which, uh -huh. uh, is in J.D. Salinger's Seymour an yeah. introduction yeah. where the older brother is teaching the younger brother how to write oh, and yeah. he gives this amazing advice that I have followed all my life yes he, he says he says buddy you just need to remember been a reader for far far longer than you've ever been a writer so yes. when you before you start your next project just sit down and ask yourself yeah. what do you buddy glass yes want to read next more yes. than anything else yes and then you know like the audacious next step is just write it yourself yes 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 um, i love that i love that and so it sounds like writing almost has to do with finding your authentic self um, you know, it sounds like you have to really sort of tap into that and then go from there. I don't know. It's, what do you think about that? Yes, totally. And I think when you're young, you don't know you can't it. know that. Yeah, and you're you trying to it. sound like yes, own, somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I then as you get older, you yes. realize the art of it is yeah. to try to sound more like yourself. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I remember yeah. those first things I tried to write in my 20s and they were so hard and so forced and so awful. Uh, but I think you have to go through the process. And I think totally, back on totally. those. I think back on those. I remember trying to write my first I thought I could write a novel in my 20s. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. And so, um, and I just remember it being so ridiculous. I think back on it, I remember sharing things with my mother. My mother's always been um, my biggest fan. Um, okay. She has always been my biggest fan. She still keeps every letter I've ever wrote, written to her oh. from my teenage years and on. Yeah. And so, uh, and I just remember probably sharing that with her. And she said it was nice, but, you know, because she loved me. But I think back on those days, I say, I think that was probably the worst. But, but now I, at 55, um, it comes easy. But part of it is I've been writing a long time. Um, and yeah. so, and I know my... I know what I can do and I know what I'm thinking and feeling and da da da. So I love that. Now, I've got to ask you this next question. I do not want to uh, end this interview without finding out what you think about this. What are your thoughts about self-publishing? What do you what do you think about that? Um I think that first it, it, it's best to try to find a mainstream publisher or yes. a university press. Yes. Uh, and the way to do that often is by first trying to find an agent. Yes. But I know those are really steep climbs. Very it's hard. Much so. mm -hmm. It's hard. Um, I know it happens that books that are self-published occasionally get mm -hmm. seen yes. and, and sell yeah. and then get picked up by mainstream publishers. So yes. I would try the old-fashioned mainstream publisher yeah. route first. Then yes. I would try the university press. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I just, you know, my husband, uh, who was a former editor himself for, uh, well, he, 
because he, he's a journalist. He now works for, um, he's the director of communications for Mike Thurman in DeKalb County. Oh, um, nice, yeah. But, um, or managing a communication of communications. But anyway, um, so um, so he's still in communication. He's not an editor anymore, but he was an editor for a newspaper uh, for a while, the Champion newspaper, and then others um, in other states. But anyway, um, his, his thought is, um, you know, you need a gatekeeper. Um, that that's what having an editor is uh, and having all those things in place helps you as a writer to be a better writer. And we just, we, we have a lot of friends and God bless them. They're wonderful people, but we have a lot of friends who've self-published uh, and they've always want to give us a copy of their books. Uh, yeah. And so we have a lot of books on that. Well, we have a lot of books, period, but we have some that have been self-published. And I can honestly say that most of them are very poorly done. Um, and I think it's because of that whole gatekeeping thing. And uh, these are not these are people who I love and admire and who are brilliant in what they do. It's just that um, not everybody's a writer. And I think these days pre people don't understand that writing is an art. It's more, but it's more than just an art. It's a real skill. It's in some ways almost a science. Um, and I think people come to it without really understanding and respecting that. I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, I totally agree with you about that. You need the professional hand yeah. and, and a good eye. Like yeah. when I was when I was writing my second book, the Temple Bombing, it was getting too big, um, and I could tell that it was. Yeah. But my editor was too gentle, and um, she, you know, we would talk, and yeah. she would say, "This adjective is just yeah. is really special." I just really, and I'm like, "Oh my God, <laughs> what, help me!" <laughs> No, I need like, help. I'm sinking. You know? Yes. It was like, this is the book I needed to yeah. weight loss. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, but on the other hand, with my first book, yeah. uh, there were pages that got cut that I don't think should. Oh. And I sort of had what I thought of as this Tuesday afternoon massacre when the editor yes. called and said, yeah. well, listen, you know, page 115 to 212, oh. lose it. And I said, but Oh but my Jane, goodness! If we, you know, and yeah. it was my it was my discussion of yeah. reconstruction, which yes. mattered to the story of Macintosh County. I was sure. telling you know, and sure. I, said, I said, Jane, but but if they don't read about reconstruction, no one's going to understand what right. happens at the end of the book. And right, she said, right. Melissa, yeah, if they try to read about reconstruction, no one's going to make it to the end. Of oh the book. wow, <laughs> that's hilarious! Wow, yeah, yeah, but yeah, sometimes does, you yeah. need yeah. you need a smart. So I would, I mean, I think. When you, if yeah. you self-publish, isn't it possible to get editorial? You can. At the, these days, you can. I know that different companies um, offer, um, you know, and I think it's, you may get to choose. I think there's different packages um, that you can choose. Um, and I think there is a package that comes with, um, you know, more. And so I haven't really explored all that um, because I'm, I'm not necessarily interested in doing that. Um, I have another project on the horizon other than the, the little one I told you about for Black History Month. It's, um, it's the African-American matriarch. It's about really featuring stories from um, my, uh, my mother and other women in my community who have uh, mothers who have just gone, who just really were stalwarts in the community, um, yeah. in their community, but also in the larger African, in the larger community of America. And their stories have not been told. And these women are dying. And but I am good friends with their daughters and sons. And so I'm looking to pull together a whole thing about that. Um, but anyway, um, I love that. Yeah, wouldn't that be a fabulous podcast? Yeah, story? yeah, and it would if be. You could get the voices of people talking about. Oh these women. my goodness, that. That would be fabulous and so that's an idea so there again so i um before we leave 
before we leave the self-publishing, my suggestion to people who are at the beginning yes. of that thought process, uh, and what I tell people is, try to write it first as an article. Okay. Try to write a feature story. Yes. Don't, before you get to a book and you yes. get an expensive self-publishing, yes. try to write a really excellent article and get that published somewhere. Yes. And, and that'll allow you to test the waters. That's and true. There are a lot of online publications. You yes. might be able to get it out there. Absolutely. A That's a it. really and good idea. That, that makes it easier to ultimately land a publisher. Right. If you can say, yes. so this is the article, I got, yeah. it had this response. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah I so love my, that. That's my, a my great. would be start smaller. Yeah, don't go, yeah. Don't, don't go, don't go big, right? That's wonderful. Yeah. Excellent. So now, um, what ha what would you say, and I know you've had a lot of experience, you've been writing for many years, what would you say if you could pick out your one or two most interesting ex experiences in your journey as a writer, what would those be? And I know that might be hard, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You know, I, I think about um, twice, mm -hmm. twice in my career. I'm trying to think if I would update that. Mm -hmm. uh, once when I was interviewing for my first book, Praying for Sheetrock, and mm -hmm. once with Temple Bombing, mm -hmm. I, I met, um, in both cases, they were, they were older men who seemed to me so anchored yes. in decency yes. and intelligence and wisdom yes. that I felt in both cases that I had really, that I had encountered mm -hmm. greatness. Mm -hmm. um, the, the first was Deacon Henry Curry of McIntosh County in the mm -hmm. black community of, of rural McIntosh on the yeah. coast of Georgia. Yeah. A deeply religious man mm -hmm. who just really saw the world mm -hmm. in, in, in very spiritual, Christian terms. Wow. I'm, I'm Jewish. They weren't my terms, right. but I was right. so moved by his by his courage. Mm -hmm. And he he'd been born in I don't know when yeah. he was born. 1890. Oh he was old when yes. I met him. He was old. Yes, yes, yes. He was old but strong. Yes. And I was young then. I was in my 20s, and I interviewed him, and I did record him. Yes. And. He told me things that were way over my head, yes. deeper and broader and older than I could possibly understand. Yes. But I had all of this on tape. Yes. Uh, Ten years would pass before I returned to all those tapes to see if there was a book in it. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, he yeah. had given me the whole history of, of the struggle for freedom and the struggle for equal rights. He told me it went over my head, but yeah. fortunately it went into my tape recorder. Yes. And it was this incredible gift. And then a few years later, I had the experience again with an elderly a Jewish labor lawyer in yeah. Atlanta yes. who was also just just yeah. decency and yes. courage yes. and seeing the world in these really clear lines of good wow. and evil and wow. acting out of goodness wow. and they were they just for me it was greatness that wow. I had pushed up against greatness you know wow. and and if I hadn't been a journalist I wouldn't that's have right they, were, they were famous people that's amazing um, that's yeah. amazing and so um do you have any new projects on the horizon um, you sound like my agent. Gina. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps calling just in chat, and I'm like, no, oh leave me goodness. alone. I'm just uh, curious. I, I know. I, I don't have a book idea yes. in mind at the moment. I've been uh, enjoying. I've started writing for the Atlantic. Oh, that's, that's right. fun. Okay, cool. and then added to all the teaching. I'm pretty yeah. content. Yes, at the moment, yes. I, I would. I probably have at least one more book in me, but yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what it. Yes. would be. I would yeah. like to, it to be another Southern story. Really? Um, yeah. 
So yeah, that's if you great. Hear some. Well, that's all you 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 and you're doing your. I mean, you're teaching more now. It sounds like are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I am. I am, and that's kind of a. a yeah. We were chatting, kind of a. I wish I could call it a mid mid uh-huh. change, but yes. maybe mid midlife change. Yes, a yes, later, later yes. Like change, but yes. incredibly fun. It was sort yes. of. I loved. I loved being in college, but Do it was you? sort of the path not taken. I didn't yes. go. I didn't become a professor. But yes. now that I walk across. The beautiful green yes. quadrangles of Agnes Scott yes, College, I love historical Agnes women's college, yes. and mm-hmm. um, with hip, smart, edgy yes. students. Oh, they um, are they incredibly are. fun to yes. teach them undergraduate and graduate. And then I even like things like the departmental meetings yes. because I didn't do it all my life. Oh, I, I sit there wow! So out. yeah, so this is all fresh for you. It's totally fresh. Yes. So it's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> the meeting in these old buildings looking out oh, at the flowering yeah. trees yes, i like, love agnes we, we only live a few minutes from there we my uh, my daughter used to one of my daughters used to swim out of um she was it was a high school swim team that met there so i would uh-huh, always uh-huh. i would always stay yeah. and just walk you know at the on the on the campus totally, and so yeah. i loved you know i love everything about the campus and how it, the layout it's lovely um so now I guess my final question would be this. What advice would you give an aspiring writer? Um, you just got to gotta read constantly yeah. and read the very best stuff you can find. Read oh, wow. above your own head. Read wow. above your own level. Wow. Because you wanna, so read poetry. Yes. Read Shakespeare. Read yes. Chaucer. Read just wow. thick, rich wow. stuff, you know. Yes. And you got you to gotta set aside the cell phone. You can't Definitely. read. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's so it's yes. just harder than ever it is harder. to be able to get a level of concentration. Yes, got this, you know, so much distraction, jingling and buzzing. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And then the other is right. Just right. Yes. You just got to write all the time. Just write, yeah. write for fun. Keep yes. a journal. Yes, um, yes. Start, start practicing metaphors and similes. Read, yes. read poets you admire. Just try. You know, you yeah, just, all got to do it. Yeah, there's, I there's love no, it setting up for it. Just this start just start reading, start writing. Wow, yeah. wow. Melissa, I could talk to you for a long time. I feel like this is a selfish um, interview because I get to a chance to not only share with my audience, but I get a chance to pick your brain for personal reasons. So I feel a little guilty about that, but not so much. Um, <laughs> and so this was wonderful. Um, I'm I leave this this time with us together just inspired. I really do. I've got you've, you've already put some fresh ideas in my own brain, which I'm itching to uh, follow up on. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a guest on the show. I know it blessed the, the information and the wisdom you shared blessed me. And I, I know it's going to bless my listeners today. So I really appreciate you being here. Total pleasure, Deanna. Thank you. And I hope maybe we'll cross paths in Decatur one day once the yeah. pandemic's over and we can yeah. give each other a hug. That's right. That's yeah. right. Now, if, if, to my listening audience, if you haven't done so already, I do want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show icon. I'm going to go ahead and include some links to some resources. Um, some of Melissa's books, uh, her website. Uh, It'll be at the bottom of the show page for this episode. So don't forget to scroll down the page and check those out. For more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Woman Radio Show events, you can go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page. Please become a friend. Share your comments, ask your questions. We really, really do want to hear from you. 
Well, God bless, and we will see you next time on The Working Room.